0: Welcome to Living Chassidus. Together, let's live the Chassidus we learn. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Chassidus in the Morning, 15 Minutes to Change Your Life. I read a beautiful story yesterday that is really, it's it's like everything we've been learning in real life. So the story goes, there there was a guy, his name was Chaim Cohen. He was the chief justice of, of the state of Israel. And unfortunately, so he, he was, he used to be religious. They say he, and then he went to Eretz Israel. He learned under Rechayim Cook. I think his name was Chaim Cook. He was the, the chief rabbi, I think, of Yerushalayim. It's a very big guy. And he ended up frying out. And, it's, uh, and it says about him that he was, and he's in cook's son. Said he's Rabbi Elizabeth, Nadei, which was a guy that was very firm and he became like he frayed out. And he's famous in the Gemara. He was very, it says about him, he was learning once and so on on Shabbos, and his students were learning with him. He was riding a donkey, I think it was a horse, which is not allowed on Shabbos. He was riding, and and he told the student, He goes, You can't go anymore because it's it's already 2,000 Amis outside. It's outside of the boundaries of of the city and you can't walk anymore. And that's how much he was a Tamil So that's what they said about this guy, Chaim Chaim Cohen. So Chaim Cohen and, and like to appreciate, to so he was sort of he made a lot of the laws of the state of Israel. It was a very big, you know, he knew how to learn. But unfortunately, he whatever, he went his own way. And and to the extent that he even he got he got divorced and then he wanted to get remarried. And it's you know who a kohen can marry. He can't marry divorcee. and he ended up coming to America to get married because civilly, because he couldn't get married halakhically. So like he was this guy that like had a, people had a lot of issues with him, and even more in the get in you know connection with Lubavitch, he he was one of the people that were against the rabbis campaign. That at one point, so basically, they were trying in the state of Israel to push a law, which I think it's actually done, unfortunately. But basically, the concept of who is a Jew, very famous thing. They called me Yehudi. and basically, they were saying that as long as the person feels they're Jewish, that they should be good enough, and they can come to and be an Israeli citizen, and we consider them Jewish. And they ever said they ever fought against this very hard. Spoke about spoke about this in many frumians. And you're saying it's so dangerous, and it's going to have so many repercussions and the negative that we really aren't. Going to, we should like fight it. And to the extent that last year, unfortunately, there was a charedi couple from from Israel, I think probably live in Meisharim, and they're going to get married. So you know, when you get married, they go through your papers, and they realize that this, I think, the chassan wasn't even Jewish, And this is sort of what the rebels was campaigning against—that that, that this, these issues shouldn't come up—and they and they were. So, and this was this Chaim Cohen. So Chaim Cohen at this stage in his life, so he's already, he's like a guy that no one likes, like in the religious circles, they're very against him. He's like everything anti. In Lubavitch, he's anti the Rebbe. And he's in, so every year on Tishrei, on Simchas Teirah, on the second night, in Israel, it's already Yom is finished. So the people that are, are the, like the Israeli consulate and people that are in Israel in the, in the UN in New York, for them it's not Yom anymore, so they could, so they would come to Simchas Torah in '77. They were invited, and there's a lot of stories. Different people, like people Netanyahu, New York when he was working in the UN, they were talking to him for 45 minutes, and it's all long. And they would sit there, the, the chassidim would wait to start a coffee, and Reb would speak to these people. So they invited this Chaim, Chaim, ha, um, Chaim Cohen to come. So he, so he's like, yeah, oh, come. So he comes in, and people already know who he is. And like, I am very uncomfortable with this guy being here. He's like anti-everything we stand for. And also, what are the rest of the Jewish world going to say? All the religious world going to see that, that he came into the of Shul. problem. So the rabbi picked up that they were very uncomfortable about it. And I said, what's your problem? The guy comes to shul, you have to give him, give, him, give him, you know, whatever. So the rabbi actually bought the Atar Eisan. they the rabbi gave it to him to say the Ata So you imagine, in 770, you know, one of the biggest shows in the world, and comes in Ata which normally the Rebbe says, the Rebbe is giving the kibud to this guy that he's anti-religious, he's a Kayan, that he got married, in a, in a marriage he's not allowed to have, everything he's everything he's doing is wrong, he's against the Rebbe, and he says, so he says, Ata and everyone repeats after him, all these comes they come from around the world for this. And then, and and then after they finish, they go take out the chairs. So the Rebbe gives them g- gets the chair. Ter- Asked them to give the Mashiach Sefer to this guy. Mashiach Sefer is a famous Sefer that the Rebbe started wanting to write in 1941, I think it was or 42, in the middle of the World war too. And he said, "Well, this Sefer Torah we're going to greet Mashiach." And it was a very mahudah, and they tried to do all these things, get specific cloth, from Ertisol and all these things. And at the end of, we got. Bashkar he stopped like going in 1970 he was completed. And this is a very famous video of it. It's heavy, heavy terror So they so in this this Chaim Cohen is already old. And the goes, says, Give him the tear. And they're like, they don't want to give him a tear, they don't want to give him the Mashiach's heavy terror and it's a heavy terror And Rebbe turns to Chaim and he goes, he goes, Do you take upon yourself the earl, the yoke of terror And so he says, Yeah. So you know, in simple they're saying, meaning the heavy terror but, but he, and this guy was, you know, he knew how to learn. He understood what they were saying. And they were saying the yoke mean, meaning the Kabbalah of Tehran. So he's like, yeah, whatever. So he took it. So he walked around dancing. the dance for 45 minutes, all these delegates. And they say for the 45 minutes, the rabbi was staring at this guy, piercing blue eyes at him. And, and essentially, that's the story. The story finishes there. Nothing changed. The guy still was against the rebel with a media hoodie. And he still wanted to say, as long as you feel you're Jewish, you're good enough. I and mean, nothing is extremely changed. But the so the but, but the other story is that in the end, that there was another, the story goes, there was another guy, same sort of idea, same scenario, and they invited him for some stuff, not religious at all. He wasn't as anti as this guy, but he was not religious at all. And they said to him, You want to come by the river You know, I it's a copage is beautiful scene, it's memorable. He said, "No, no, 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 no! I don't want to go. This is why he goes. I don't want to get affected. I don't want my opinions to change." So, what are you talking about? So He said, "My good friend Rechaim Cohen. He went, and and when he, and after that, he said, he said, Rechaim changed, and his opinions started started to change. And he said, I don't want my opinion changing." So, what you see here, the story that ever affected him, but the point, but the, the main point of the story that we're learning here is that is that we see that even though this guy is totally against the rebbe and against what the rebbe stands for and this is i think very like connected to what we live nowadays people have different opinions opinions and these are opinions that the rebbe is fighting for tooth and nail he sees a detriment to the jewish world and then it comes in the guy that's that's against him and the rebbe treats him with love and brings him in he doesn't argue with him he doesn't complain to him he doesn't do anything nasty Takes him with the full love. And how they're ever able to do this is because it looks at the neshama of the person and the unity, because real. like we're saying here, you're coming from the source and the source, we all connected. And therefore, and, and within us, we have these opposites. And it comes out, those opposites don't divide us, what can bring us together. And the Torah can bring us together. It's a beautiful, beautiful story. A little long story, but I think it's a very powerful story. And this is sort of the message. We can take someone that we totally disagree with, but as long as they're Jewish, that's it. My brother or sister. <laughs> Okay, so on page 44. And what I'm gonna do starting Monday, I'm gonna start reading in Hebrew, I think Monday, or we finish this parak. I just feel like we'll go a little quicker and a little easier, a little flow better. But until then, we'll just continue off in this way. So we're in the bottom of page 44. So we're discussing how um, we'll go from the top. So within the essence of the soul, power call into total unity, for on that rung no separate particular power exists. So we're saying in its source we're all one. Can you reference where we are in the Hebrew? Um, parak, Vav. Halfway through the parak. It says, Because within its source there's no divine specific pratim and specific details. It's all one. It's not even a state of the central powers above the possibility of conscious expression. As the powers emerge from the soul's essence in the initial preliminary state of emanation, the soul's powers cannot be said to exist as the Sunwa entities. So in this deep level, there's no, there's, no, there's no chesed, there's no gvura. They're all sort of in their sauce. It's just like the, the drop of semen, there's nothing there. You don't see arms, head, toes, and anything like that. It's all one thing. Nonetheless, in potential, they still exist as powers, indicated by the term essential powers. In fact, it's called essential powers. It means they are powers, meaning ultimately it will come out chesed, even in the source that have that to be there. Even this cannot be said regarding the existence of the powers with the essence of the soul. As mentioned, in in it is inappropriate to speak of any distinct potential existing within the essence of the soul. But on the same hand, it's hard to say this, that in its source, there's these powers. Because in the source, it's all oneness. So nevertheless, it's a logical imperative that uh, the essence includes the possibility of all the powers within itself. But... On the same hand, there's a lot of times. Cause it does this. It's like it's like uh, toes this fine line. Because on one hand, you can't say this is all these separate things in the essence. On the same hand, you have to say that the separate things in the essence. So the, it is and it isn't. But it has. So it's interesting. We have the potential because of the fact that later it does come out. Means in potential, it's already there. If all the soul powers do emanate from it, thus, if they emanate from the essence of the soul, at the very least, a potential, abstract, and rarefied as it may be for the for them must exist within the essence. As it, rare as it is, but it's there. So now we're going to discuss, <coughs> try this outside a little bit. I think we'll go quicker and easy, easier that way. So basically, what he says in this note, he says, there are is describing there's two sort of levels. There's nefesh, neseh, which is the soul bears its powers, and the powers that are included in the soul. So remember, nefesh the soul bears its powers, and that's a deeper level that that inner that it's it's essential, but from that can come out these powers. Whereas the powers that are included in the soul, the powers already there and they're included in the soul. Yeah. Exactly. Like I, like I was saying, the is really this, the, as everything is one within itself. It just has the potential to come out, whereas the uh, that's the powers are there that are in, which is already the feeling of these separateness. That's essentially what he's saying. Yeah. And essentially, what it brings out is that, that the ability of to be able to come down, take this this united one thing and come down into separate things, but those separate things become all together, like we said before. So, why <coughs> on page 45, this being so, this being so, it must be said that on the level described as nephesh, which is the higher one, which everything is oneness, the powers are included in absolute synthesis in such a way that they are actually one. So, all the levels, the chesed, the gavurah. So to speak, that we're talking about this, the fire and the water, even though they're separate things, but on that level, they're all one, with no distinctions at all. And you don't see the difference between them, transcending any con- conception of diff- differentiation whatsoever. Just like, <coughs> you know, we talk, we talk about in the Torah, i talking about Hashem in different levels. Hashem is Hanun, Merachum, Hashem is Chesed and Gevurah. You can't say God is, is, is kind. God is, God is God. He's also kind. And that's sort of what we're saying here. And when you reach it, we're talking about this level where it's just God, just oneness. It's not the level of chesed or the level of gvora, it's the level of God, it's like within us. There's, there's, there's myself as I am a good friend to someone or as uh, I'm a healthy person or I'm a learned person. It's not who I am, that's an expression of me. That's a much later level of me. And, and that's what we're saying here, that, that in its we're talking about a level within, within the Neshama, within the world, or within godliness that, that there's no separation there's no me and you and and everyone else around us it's all oneness with no distinction at all transcending any conception of differentiation whatsoever the manner in which the potential of the soul's powers exists in its essence resembles the concept of yachid and this is sort of the idea of yachid yachid means singular it doesn't mean one it means singular and we discuss this he's saying in shema which is a very interesting thing and this is in the footnote top of, or the middle of page 46. So this point, he says like this. In Shema, we say, Hashem, lekenu, Hashem, echad. Hashem is one. Now, seemingly, we should say, Hashem is Yachid, Hashem is singular, meaning it's only God. The whole world is only God. That would make sense, and that's really what it is. So why do we say Hashem Echad? Because at that point, we're trying to prove out, bring out that even in this physical world, where there's not just just God, but it have the feeling of Echad, of one, meaning there's two, there's three, there's differences, there's different things, it's different. We see a world with all this physicality, Nevertheless, in Khalzah, we still have Yachid, we still have this, this oneness, this this unity, this, this all essential oneness. And that's why we say Hashem Echad. When say, Hashem Yachid, we say Hashem Yachid, the implication would be that there is not, that, that, that we don't really exist. But we see a world existence. We're saying it's not that the world exists as a separateness from God. It's 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 in this in this separation, it's really all godliness. And that's it's it's a very deep level. Because on one hand, because the essence level we we're talking about before, it's only just godliness, it's yachid. But when it comes down into this physical world, we're saying Hashem Echad, that even when it comes down, there's that unity. And that's what we're saying. Because in the beginning, we're saying you know, everything is united, but then it comes down to different levels. And this Chesed, and this Gevura, and there's, there's all our separateness, and our separate lives, and things like this. But we're saying Shema, Hashem Echad, we're saying that even when it comes down through those channels, and through the separations, and then you get fire, and water, and the Chesed, and Gevura, and everyone has different opinions. That even there, there's the Yachid. There's that oneness. And yeah, it's a very, very beautiful, beautiful idea. And we'll continue. We'll, yeah, we'll continue on Monday. I think I'm going to start reading Hebrew and hopefully it'll go a little more smoother. Everyone should have a great Shabbos. Shabbos for Gimotamos. You should have a good for ring wherever you go. Happy, good luck, brothers. Thank you. Have a good job.